Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. This is another money show. Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. JR and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and JR Rochford. Here we are, your hosts, Anthony Creo, J.R. Rochford, taking a break from our day-to-day -day as financial advisors with Rochford & Associates, fully independent, fourth-generation family office right here in the greater Phoenix area to bring you information you may not be finding on those other financial shows. We are aware that the last thing you need is another money show, but we do appreciate you being here. J.R. is on one today and this morning and he is ready to uh spit out a bunch of news and stories and you know give you his take on what's going on in this crazy world aren't you i am you know what i think i'm ready today to get angry i haven't been angry in a while i think the last time i was angry was a few weeks back when i said that we need to flush the toilet you remember that one mm -hmm. we got some comments on that one people are like you know some people thought that was great they were like amen some people are like, that's kind of rude. Well, good. So as long as we have people talking, I feel like we're doing a good job here. You know, <laughs> and, and yeah, I'm, I'm on one today, if that's what you want to say. The reason why, I, I have so much to say. We only have one hour a week. The two episodes that you were out of town, I tried to remain calm. I tried purposely to make it real low key. You know why? I just didn't want to hear it from you. <laughs> you know, if you're new to listening to our show, you have to understand. I have been in Anthony's life and he mine since he was about 10 or 11 years old. I am his stepfather. Two decades. It's been a long time. So it's been a long time. So he has grown up around my ridiculousness. He has seen me through being worried about everything. As soon as I'm not worried about something, he's like, don't worry, you'll find something new. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny because when Anthony joined the practice about five years ago, his mission seemed to be to tell me how wrong I am, wrong about social security, wrong about debt, wrong about all, all this. And you know what? Anthony is now mini me. So welcome to it. Anthony says all the time, well, I used to be happy, but that was before I joined the practice. Good. My job here is done. I was never mean to you when you were a child. So now is my day now. time yeah. to shine. Yep. I'm going <laughs> to make up for it. Anyway, so the reason I'm angry, let me get this out of the way first. You know, the, the number one plug we seem to, the number one plug we seem to throw out there is to Michael C in Sun City. I, you know, I mean, well, he keeps giving us stuff to talk about and I, and I see the guy on a weekly basis. So, you know, we, we chat. Well, this week he said something that really, really bothered me and I want to share it. So he's trying to use my show to wake up other people that just don't see it. And this is not necessarily a political thing. It's, it's certainly not. I mean, he's trying to tell people things are amiss. You need to wake up. So he's got a sister. I'll make up a name for it. No, I'm not going to say her name. He's got a sister out of state, and he's been slowly saying you need to listen to this stuff. Well, apparently, 
a few weeks back, she started listening to this stuff. And now she's very upset and angry. She's an educator. So her husband is an educator. They, they've been in the teaching field and they worked their entire careers. They're like your mom, Anthony. They, they've spent an entire career trying to help people. They, they thought you work hard. You know, one day you get to retire. There's rules. You get your social security, you know, you, you have your 403B TSA, you've got whatever you have, and then you chill. And now the more she listens to this stuff, at first she was like, oh, he's crazy as you know what. And then, you know, kind of softened up to a little bit. And now she's afraid. She's worried about the banks. She's worried about the change of currency. She's actually getting into the stuff we're saying. She's doing her due diligence and researching it. And now she's angry. And it's funny because it what gets me angry, she's right. They have done everything to us. And you know they have. It's, it's horrible. I mean, th this poor woman, and I think about stuff. You know, your mom's a teacher. She recently retired. She has her Arizona state retirement system. Everything's good. I mean, she's finishing out the school year. I mean, everything's in place. And I, in the back of my head, am saying, you do realize that 10 years from now, they're going to cut your pension. They're going to have to. You know, I apologize to people all the time. I'm like, everything's still good. This is the calm before the storm. I don't know that it's going to remain that way. If you haven't closed your safe deposit box, if you haven't gone and pulled some cash out of the bank, if you haven't done the things we're suggesting, there's still time. How much? I don't know. But when you look out into the future, you know, what are you going to do about it? What were you supposed to do when you were younger and the entire time you worked? You were supposed to save more than you spend. You were supposed to have your pension and or your 401k. You were also supposed to do a little bit more if you can. Roth IRA, you know, a little bit of non-qualified savings, little Scott trade account, whatever. You were supposed to do all that. And the people that did are going to be collateral damage to what is coming. And unfortunately, without a crystal ball, I think it might be coming sooner than later. I think it might start this summer. I think it might start tomorrow. I mean, I won't be surprised if I get up tomorrow and the Dow is down 700. You know, the Teflon Dow has been just on a tear. I saw it down a little bit today. So I'm like, oh, good. Tomorrow will be a great day. I mean, that, that, that cannot sink no matter what. So, oh, yesterday you and I were talking to a guy named Bill. And Bill is on the same page as me. He's always been worried we're going the wrong direction. He surprised me yesterday by basically saying that, that it's still, it's all going to, you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. But he said that the people that are trashing the system and that are decimating our, our rules, they're also the same people that are in charge of all this. So they can milk this. They can drag it out for decades. So, and he's in my age range. He's a couple years older. And I was like, that's interesting. You know, I'm worried that everything's going to, you know, where in a handcart and he's agreeing, but he's saying that it's just, it's not going to be fast. I never thought it was going to be fast. I didn't, I didn't ever really think we're going to flip a light switch and all of a sudden everything's going to go in the toilet. I think it's going to be more like Argentina, you know, Venezuela, you know, other countries where it's going to be slow, but it, you know, we're just, we're so fat, lazy, instant gratification. We're going to be a lot more hurt than other countries because we're not used to it. We're used to eating Cheetos and watching the mass singer or one of these things. And I think we're going to have a shock to our system. I think the transformation away from the, the dollar, you know, to the digital currency, I think it's going to be over five, 10, 15, 20 years. I just think it's going to be a rough road to get there. Anyway, back to my anger. <laughs> so what do you do about it? That, that's what we keep shouting every week. You still can do stuff about it. 
we had, you know, last week we brought up a couple that was going to come in the office, bring their statements. Well, they came in yesterday and we had a wonderful visit. They're already on the same page. They read, they research, you know, they're, they're very knowledgeable and they are concerned. Their kids don't see it. They have kids that, that have a different perspective, which happens all the time. It's usually, it's really ramped up under the Obama, Trump, Biden years. It's like the polarization is staggering. So they, they, it's hard to talk to their kids about some of this stuff, but they know it's coming. And, and it's funny. We discussed how, how do people get more and more polarized? It, it's, we're so different and we're getting so far apart. It's like you have no leeway to understand how the other side can't see your side. And I know there are two sides. And it's, it's I mean, these people, it's like they are going to get under the radar for themselves. The kids can't see it. They will one day. Right now they can't see it. So they're going to protect and grow their assets, their net worth, their lifestyle the best they can. And then whatever's left is going to go to the kids. Wonderful. That's what we want to do. We want to sit down with people. We want to help them get on track. It's, it's funny because they were with me on being angry also. And you know, I mean, Anthony, what have we said for years and years? We have always said to be proactive, not reactive. Uh, if we had to have a tagline, it would probably be, we want you prepared, not scared. So that we were so much on the same page yesterday. You know, whether or not we ever become an advisor and help these people, it doesn't matter. The fact that we took on this platform to sound alarms and help people, it's it's been wonderful. So but we gave them our ideas, our planning, you know, it's they're hearing what we're saying and that's what's most important. Yes. And you know what? Those are the people we're looking for. If you've heard this show and you're and you've listened more than once, you probably know the theme is sounding alarms. I'm always angry. I'm always trying to tell you stuff to watch out for. And believe me. I've got a lot of it. The the one good thing about what we're saying on here, we realize anybody could be listening to this. We realize as soon as you vet and verify what's being said here, you can honestly say we're crazy. This is all baloney. You know, I mean, and I have, I mean, today, you know, I, I, I pride myself in finding at least one new term for you every week. You know, I, I kind of like to think we we're on the forefront of telling you to look up 14067. You got to the office five years ago, and I was telling people to understand the term bail-in. We were telling people to look up normalcy bias to get some reason why people can't see what the heck is going on. You know, I I brought up to you the Restrict Act. Well, that's gone. That's long gone. You know, when's the last time we talked about 87,000 IRS agents? By the way, it's tax week. Hopefully, you got your taxes in because Ukraine's hungry. So, it's tax week. You know, when's the last time we talked about that 87,000 IRS agents? You know, the, the government, and by the way, if I, boy, I'm scattered today, aren't I? If I was in charge of the government, I would somehow tell people instead of spending like drunken, and no offense to drunken sailors, I got a lot of friends that are sailors that are probably drinking. So stop spending, put the pen down for a little while. But anyway, that's a, a sideline. Where, oh man, I just got myself off track big time. Oh. Anthony, bail me out here. What what was I about to say? I can't this bail is- you out. I only bail in. Bail out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, unless you're a SVB and, you know, we're no more <laughs> bailouts, but we're going to call it, what is it, break-ins or? Uh, uh, backstop. The, the, that's another backstop. term we brought you that, that like, within a day or two after I first heard that term, all of a sudden I heard it a lot. 
You know, I mean, Listen, I'm if you're, up. what's that? Well, I was just going to say, if you're out there and you feel like you can justify the market, I just, March of 2020, the market dropped like 20, 30% in a month because our economy, everything shut down. Yet it only lasted that month and then quickly recovered and things got better, but nothing in our country got better. We just had the fourth largest bank closure in the history of ever happened. Yet the market's still not dropping. Like, how can you not see that it's all manipulation? Like I've if had... you have one thing after another, after another, after another. And you're you're talking about Bill yesterday and you're saying that you think it's gonna happen over time and you know, you don't know when, but it's like the factors are already here. I mean, you said it perfectly. He's like, it, the Dow could just drop tomorrow. People ask us all the time, well, when's it going to fall? You're you're saying it, you think it's going to fall, but when? I was like, today, tomorrow. It should have happened yesterday. should have happened months ago. So it really it could be at any time now because it would not surprise us. Well, and you know what? It's, it's, I love what you said. Kind of tell us why the market's valid. You know, I mean, and I've told you a couple reasons. One, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is 30 companies, blue chip companies, beholden to the government. I would almost even say in bed with the government. They are getting tax breaks and doing stock repurchasing, aka stock buybacks. They have offshore accounts. It's it's crooked as the day is long. So that's easy to prop something up. If a component, they call it, which I'd call it a company, if a component of the Dow has trouble, they take them out and put in a new company. Oh, so that's rigged. Also, what other game in town? Every single Friday in this country, every Friday, not most, every freaking Friday, freaking Friday, that's my new motto, freaking Friday, they put an influx into this ridiculousness. They, you know, you get paid every other week or you get paid bi-weekly or bi-monthly or bi-annually or whatever the hell you get paid. It's on a Friday. And they dump a bunch of money in, mostly into stuff we don't understand. They put it into mutual funds and stocks and bonds and stuff. We don't understand it. You set your 401k in a target date retirement fund because every time you have a birthday, it gets safer. Oh, good, good. So it goes from stocks to bonds. How did bonds do for you last year in 2022, safe people? I work in Sun City. Been there for over a quarter of a century. It used to be where my clients get older and they wanted less risk. Where we go to the 60-40 mix. And then we don't try to time the market. You can't miss the 10 best days of the market. And buy low, sell high. That's what you should do. We'll help you do that. Oh, and by the way, if you're down 22% like you were in 2022, don't worry. It's just a paper loss. Go ahead. Just, just be quiet and shut the hell up so I can keep getting my trails, my 12B1 fees, and my commissions. Sorry, I really am on one today. You were right, Anthony. But this is good. This is good for me to air this out because that means the rest of the day I'll be calm. And you know what? You know why I'm on one too? Because I didn't get enough sleep and I tend to be weird when I don't get enough sleep. You know, a little game I like to play amongst myself. If it's midnight and I see the clock and I know I have to get up the next day during the week, I have a job. I know that seems odd to believe, but I have a job. So if it's after midnight and I'm still reading and researching, I stop looking at the clock. It's funny. It's a little psychological game I play in myself, whether it's one or two or three. If I don't know that the next morning, I don't know how tired to be. <laughs> so Smart. I kind of fool myself into being less tired. Yeah. So today I'm picturing I only went to bed at one o'clock, but I'm sure it was a quarter to four because I accidentally looked. So anyway, um, back to you got me full circle and then you took me off track again. We try to bring up a term for you to look at every week. I got a whole bunch of them today. I, I probably should save some so it doesn't go too far. 
you know, I, I, one good thing about being a conspiracy theorist, or at least being open to them, once people know that you have that desire and like to hear these things, you get them from everybody. And I got one this morning from a woman that used to be here in Arizona. Anthony, you will probably recognize this when I give you a little more detail. She moved to Tennessee and we miss her because she was very, very, she was, her whole thing was healthcare and making sure we do what's right for people. So we met her during the coronavirus days. And it was, it was interesting because she was shouting to people about the vaccine and it just, you know, so we met her at the right time. Anyway, she asked this morning if I've been watching Mockingbird and here, you know, here's something for you to look up. It's interesting. It's been out since the 1970s. So it's not a new term, but look up Mockingbird media because all of a sudden it's coming back. You know, I heard the term from her this morning. I was like, Oh, did a quick search this morning. I'm like, Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about that right now. And it's basically where the CIA in the 70s decided the best way to brainwash the nation and kind of take their narrative public was through the media. Good call. Good call. Do we sit down and read a book on a Sunday morning? Do we read the newspaper every morning? No, we got our damn little phones in our hands. When's the last time you went to the bathroom without your phone? Which disgusting, by the way, but we all do it. You know, where do I get all my news? On the toilet. From Facebook. So I always know when to get toilet paper when there's going to be a shortage of that. Anyway, so, you know, if you want the conspiracy term today, look up Mockingbird Media. We have to, we're running up against a break. So I want to wrap this up. But when we come back from the break, I want to talk about my favorite subject, the banks. I want to talk about a couple terms that you need to hear right now. These ones are going to be very important. They're not tinfoil hatty like Mockingbird Media, um, but you need to hear them because they're they're bursting onto the scene. And I've just, uh, boy, I, I'm listening and I'm watching and I'm like, holy crap, it's coming. It's all coming. So anyway, make sure you give us a call, 623-523-0444, or email us. We want your questions. We want your topic ideas, team at anothermoneyshow.com. And follow our clips on YouTube. We're finally starting to get some traction on those little clips on YouTube. They're kind of cool. Doug's doing a great job with splicing that stuff together. He added music at the end, so I'm super happy. And it always has a link to our show. So if you can't get enough of us, it'll help you find us easier. So thanks for being here. We'll be right back. Hopefully, Jim will play a quick clip from South Park because it cracks me up. It's not financial, but it sure is funny. And thanks for being here. We'll be right back. Remember, all of JR and Anthony's listeners receive a free financial consultation just for listening to the show. Visit anothermoneyshow.com to learn more and schedule an appointment. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler. Could cutting back on cable television lower your monthly expenses? I'm Jim Tarabokia with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. An April 2023 survey done by CNBC shows 70% of Americans are feeling financially anxious. CNBC's senior personal finance correspondent Sharon Epperson explains. A vast majority of respondents, 70% say they are stressed about their personal finances. And that includes 57% of people earning $100,000 or more. 58% say they're living paycheck to paycheck. And while a large majority of Americans are looking for ways to cut back on their expenses, doing away with high cable bills could provide some additional relief. 
Generation Z and Millennials know all about that, having ushered in the streaming era, but with streaming services expanding their menu of options, thus pushing up their monthly prices, streaming may actually do more financial harm than good. In fact, in January of last year, streaming giant Netflix added $1.50 to their monthly rate, while Hulu is now charging $14.99 a month for their ad-free streaming platform up from the previous $12.99 price point. With streaming becoming inevitably more expensive, is it possible to keep traditional cable while lowering the monthly bill? Some cable companies now offer a channel a la carte option. Maybe try cutting back on premium channels, pare down cable boxes, or downsize your plan to eliminate channels you don't watch and save $15 to $25 a month. Cutting back on cable television, part of our 23 cost cutters for 2023. For the Retirement Dot Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Jim Tarabokia. Are you concerned about market volatility, rising taxes from the Biden administration, and how it could affect your retirement? Then listen to Another Money Show with J.R. Rochford and Anthony Correo. Learn how you can reduce the taxes you pay before and during retirement. Another Money Show every Saturday at 4 p.m. on 960 The Patriot. Schedule your free no-obligation consultation now by calling 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. Chapter 9. You can create your own personal pension. Big idea. Using an annuity to create a personal pension helps you create a lifetime income stream, but it also helps you leave a legacy for your beneficiaries. All annuities can create annuity income to supplement the income you need before or during retirement. Those who are approaching retirement are afraid that they will run out of money, but an annuity can help make sure you have income you can never outlive. An annuity can be a great investment for your portfolio, but I encourage you to be careful that you don't overpay for your annuity. When you put your money into an annuity, the annuity company will pay you your money back at a date you specify. You don't want an annuity company to charge you too much to simply pay your money back to you. I'm confident that leaving a remarkable family legacy is important to you. You likely want to have money left over when you pass away to leave for your beneficiaries. The goal of a personal pension is to generate lifetime income with no risk that grows your money and allows penalty-free withdrawals. An annuity can create a lifetime income with market-like gains and no market risk, while also allowing you to build enough wealth to leave for your beneficiaries when you pass away. Don't give the annuity company fees for doing nothing. We prefer fixed index annuities for our clients that do not have an income rider fee but you can still create a personal pension without an income rider on your annuity. If you get an annuity with an income rider, but don't utilize the features of that income rider, then you are not getting what you paid for. You are literally just paying the annuity company 1% to 2% each year you defer annuitizing your annuity without receiving a single benefit for that annual fee. This income rider fee will also draw down your account value or principal. Depending on how that index is performing, the growth on your entire account value could be significantly and negatively impacted. Some accumulation-focused annuities are built to deliver increasing payments without an income rider. You should consider the features your income rider is providing you before deciding to purchase it as an add-on. Make sure you utilize the features you are paying for. More ways to get the most out of your annuity. The longer you wait to turn on the annuity, the more you'll receive in annual payments. This is because your annuity will spend a longer time in the accumulation phase, meaning it will spend more time building up your account value. Your annual payments will grow as your account value grows. Believe it or not, you can generate your own personal pension by distributing no more than 5% a year 
with penalty-free withdrawals from your accumulation-based annuity policy. Many accumulation annuities are set up to be RMD-friendly, so you won't suffer a penalty when you have to take your RMD. It would be silly for you to be penalized for something you are required to do. Annuity companies take this into account by creating products that make taking your RMDs easier. Inspect what you expect with any annuity. Don't just go with what the annuity agent or advisor tells you. Read it for yourself. Specifically, you should read the annuity illustration guaranteed and non-guaranteed tables included within the annuity illustration. Also, please remember that an annuity policy is a contract between you and the annuity company. So, caveat emptor, or buyer beware, applies here. Be aware of the annuity you are buying and choose an annuity that works best for you. That will help you build a successful retirement and they'll offer you peace of mind. Whether you choose to generate income through penalty-free withdrawals or invest annually in an income rider, know the consequences of both. This is a decision you will make at the beginning of the investment process. One poor decision here can cost you 1% to 1.5% of annual growth. Over a 30-year retirement, this could come out to be a significant loss. Educate yourself on your options and the specifics of each option you are considering. Making the right decision up front will save you a lot of frustration in the long run. Also, please remember that if you withdraw too much annually, say 10%, you will run out of money in 10 to 12 years. Make sure that you're working with an advisor who can help you choose the appropriate withdrawal amount so that your money lasts for your entire lifetime. As discussed above, we recommend no more than 5% be withdrawn each year from your account. Are you concerned about market volatility, rising taxes, economic uncertainty, and how it could all affect your future in retirement? Then tune into Another Money Show to learn how you can protect and grow your hard-earned money. Another Money Show, every Saturday at noon, right here on 960 The Patriot. Protect your hard-earned money today and learn more at anothermoneyshow.com. Is the banking crisis over? I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Two of the largest bank failures in U.S. history happened just this year, when Silicon Valley and First Republic banks collapsed. It happened after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates several times in its effort to tamp down inflation. A secondary effect of those moves is it cuts the value of government bonds, which banks commonly hold. That means when those banks need to sell bonds to improve their financial picture, they do so at a loss. That's what happened with SVB, and it was not able to meet its obligations during a run on the bank. So what happens now? Glenn Hubbard is chair emeritus of the Columbia Business School and served as chair of the Council of Economic Advisors for President George W. Bush. You're seeing deposits move from smaller and regional banks into money center banks. You're seeing a lot of questioning of the financial health of many regional banks. Hubbard recently told Bloomberg News one big question is what will happen to deposit insurance? Currently, the FDIC insures deposits up to $250,000. The current law wasn't right. The, the limit was too small to deal with the modern economy. And the Treasury or the Fed would try to move to increase it whenever we get into trouble. So that's not good. So he says changes are needed, but exactly what will happen remains to be seen. Whatever does come our way, Hubbard told Bloomberg the regulators need to get back to the basics. Banks are very important in lending in some activities. So I think we need a more fundamental conversation about what do we want banks to do. 
And how are small and mid-sized businesses and real estate going to get credit? New research shows several other mid-size or regional banks have hefty loads of uninsured deposits, so they are at risk of potential failure too. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon recently said the banking crisis could push us closer to a recession, but the silver lining? He does not think it'll be as bad as 2008. So, how can you protect your hard-earned money from a banking crisis? That's a key question to consider as uncertainty makes us all feel uneasy. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. Well, what can I do to get back I'm my- I'm sorry, sir, but this line is for bank members only. I just opened an account. Do you have any money invested with this bank? No, you just lost it all. Then please stand aside for people who actually have money with us. Next, please. Hey! This is Another Money Show. Except this one's different. This one will actually keep you awake. Welcome back to another Money Show. We are so glad that you listened to us. So thank you so much. Tell people about us. We're little fish in a big pond. Um, you know, I always give shout outs. My, my shout out for the day, I had to get new tires. I had kind of a tire emergency. My fault. Haven't had tires in like, I don't know, six or seven years. And went to get my car serviced at our friend at Frank's Honest Auto. Another shout out. And he was like, oh, crap, like get these tires changed. So apparently, and one of them was starting to split. Well, I don't look at my tires. I mean, I'm not a mechanic. I, I go to work and it gets me there. So I don't think about it. He's like, whatever you do, don't drive it on the freeway. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I was on the freeway last Friday and I was maybe exceeding the speed by a hair. And he's like, yeah, that's not good. So anyway, so I made my way into discount tire on 83rd and Thunderbird. There's discount tire everywhere. Everybody knows they're great. They're such good, caring, fair people. But this one, I've always had such good luck. And I went out of my way. I mean, I used to live near 83rd and Thunderbird, so it was easier. But I don't live there anymore. So I had to go out of my way to get there. Dustin, make sure you ask for Dustin. Very, very cool. So got me hooked up, looked in the system, found out that on my truck, I also need new tires. Now I've looked at the tires on your mom. So Sandy needs new tires. And then Jay needs new tires. So basically... Shout out to Dustin because he's being fair to us and he was really, really took the time to do it right. So good work, discount tire and good work, Dustin. So with that said, uh, the South Park clip you heard, two things occur to me. One, money is like a 12-year-old. If it doesn't have a place to go, it gets in trouble. So you should rely on the banks and financial advisors and take your money and put it somewhere. But that clip, the reason it's so funny to me, because it's a financial advisor at a bank. And so can you have a more dangerous combination? You know, let me let me have a financial advisor who's a fiduciary, you know, going to do the right things for you and put them under a tremendous amount of pressure. No matter how honest you are, if you don't keep moving stuff and selling stuff, you're not going to have a job in six months. So act accordingly. You know, the, these banks and I got to I can't get into it too hard. You know what I think until I am ready to admit that I was wrong about the banks. I am going to keep railing on the banks, you know, and it's so funny. I'm in a I'm in a dilemma because the banks that we are so hateful towards. That's kind of an extreme. The banks that we don't care for as much as the others are the big three. We are not a fan of Chase, Wells Fargo, and B of A because of derivatives, because of their portfolio with mortgage-backed securities, because they close people's accounts when they shouldn't, because they open a bunch of accounts that are fake. They do a bunch of ridiculous things and we don't like that. The problem is, I believe starting now, actually starting about a month ago, through the summer, we're going to start closing credit unions, regional banks, small community banks. So guess what? That forces you into Chase, Wells, and B of A, sadly enough. You know, we talked about Chase opening up new branches in cities, community banks, they're calling them. 
why you have to ask why, you know, why are they opening new banks? But you don't hear that, you know, these small credit unions are opening new banks, you know, but you hear it from Jason. Why? Because there's weirdness coming. You know, one of the terms we gave you several months ago, Fed now, it started April. It was, it launched like April. I think it was the third, you know, it gets fully implemented in July. So we think a central bank digital currency is inevitable. The, the term that I wanted to throw out that's probably the most important for today, and I have obviously have a shout out with this too. It, it was my old neighbor, we'll call him Thad, my old neighbor Thad, and Michael C. from Sun City. And this is weird. I'm watching a video on YouTube. It's a, it's a channel. You should really check it out. If you've never heard of it, it's called Bull Bear Boom Bust. I believe the guy's name is Josh, but he goes by JJ, financial guy, but super, super fun, good, caring, nice young man. But anyway, so I'm watching a video on Unicoin. It's also known as UMU, which is Universal Monetary Unit. So as I'm watching this video, like, oh, this is a new one. I've I've heard the term, but just I it never, you know, I didn't I didn't think much of it. Enough, you know, Bitcoin, Ripple, Ethereum. I know there's a lot of these. So this Unicoin video, I'm like, oh, once JJ talks about it, I know I have to do research. As I'm watching it, I get a text. I get a text from Thad and I get a messenger message from Michael C, both about Unicoin. I'm like, oh, wow. I mean, this is almost, you know, this is a little bit do, 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 do. So I start researching more. It, it It's been worked on for a while, all of a sudden it's just going parabolic. Like this might be the new currency and it's going to be, it's international. It's not the United States. You know, I'm really thinking that as we get pushed further and further away from the world reserve currency, as our dollar devalues, as everything, you know, is going the wrong way, we're going to have a central bank digital currency in this country. We're going to have our own. China's going to have their own. Obviously some countries already do. You know, the Bahamas, I believe, was the first country to actually launch theirs. You know, Africa, Nigeria, all these places are doing theirs. It hasn't rolled out without problems, though. So I thought, boy, you know, the United States, once you get big government involved, this this should really have some some problems. Now I'm wondering, is this unicorn, <laughs> unicorn, there, there is, a, I've, in my travels, I found unicorn hunters. I don't, I don't know, unicorn hunters. And it, it's actually funny. When you look at the coin, it's got a unicorn on it. And I'm like, that is just perfect. You know, so the dancing with the stars, American Idol, the mass singer for TV, this is going to be our new digital currency. It's it's actually funnier to me than Dogecoin because, you know, Dogecoin with a cute little puppy, which was a joke. Dogecoin was meant as a joke against Bitcoin, you know, and then Shiba Inu came out, which is a joke against Dogecoin, which is a joke against Bitcoin. It's, it's like, can you make this up? So really, am I going to do commerce in the future? With I'm not going to actually have the coins, but with a representative coin with a unicorn on it. Anthony, have you heard of this UMU or unicorn? No, this was you sent me that article. And what was the the organization that put it together? I was trying to find that as a DMAC or. Oh yeah. Um. Now I'm going to have a blank. The the yeah, yeah digital currency something. It, it's a global digital currency monitoring agency. And you don't hear much about them, but it's international. So that's what really piques my interest because, you know, th this could be it. This could well, overtake. They said they were working with the IMF and it was, uh, oh, DCMA. That's what it was. 
Digital Ooh, Currency yeah. Monetary Authority, working with the IMF, but it, they made it seem as though it was a more global coin and not, you know, um, yes. the digital yen, the digital dollar, the digital whatever the Bahamas are, but it sounded like a more world currency kind of thing. But they said the, the press release was like last week, but you couldn't really get much information on the organization. It was something I never heard of before. Well, and I have a feeling you will. I mean, this, you know, to, to start going mainstream, this is very, very early stage, but I have a feeling we're going to hear more about it. So, and you know what, when we take on the show to sound alarms, the, the thing I keep telling people, I, you don't have to believe me. Anthony, when you talk about income over assets, when you talk about Roth conversions, when you talk about all the things you talk about, you're you're a lot more financial than I am. I'm a lot more big picture storytelling. You know, you're engineer, you're you're detail, you're micro, I'm macro. And it's it's funny, you're like, because you don't take our word for it. We've been telling you for years that your money in the bank isn't safe. You played by the rules. You have under $250,000 in your bank account. If you have more than that, you set up separate accounts with different titling so you wouldn't be over the limit. We said, doesn't matter. We said years ago, it doesn't matter. They have roughly 1.25% coverage. So if you have $100 that they seize during the bail-in, the bank holiday, all that, they're going to give you a dollar and a quarter? Uh -uh. It's, it's well, it doesn't matter. They make you whole yeah. None of it matters. That's our point. So that's why we're screaming to people. Let's sit down with you. Look at your situation and figure out a plan for you. You know, a sample plan for people. Why don't you, why don't we look at what kind of food and water, gold and silver, guns and ammo you have. Then we'll look at your income. We'll see how stable it is. Is it pension? Is it social security? Are you still working? Then we're going to look at your emergency fund. Where should your emergency fund be? It used to be in your high yield savings account or your money market or your online banks, such as Discover, Capital One and Ally. And then we've said, why don't you make some of that in cash? Yeah, we have to worry about fire, flood, burglary, loss of interest. You know, we have to worry about all that. At least you can get it if you need it. So, you know, cash, stocks, bonds, money markets for opportunities. There's still a place for that. We're not saying you should never have stocks and bonds. We just think you should be proactive and not reactive and do it correctly. So that's what we like to kind of help you with. We think you better learn about insurance companies. During the Great Depression, when the government's lights were going out, the insurance companies loaned and gave money to the to government to keep the lights on. And you know what? Things are worse now. It's a totally different day now versus the Great Depression. So I can't wait to see how this one plays out. And it, it's funny. The government is, what is it, 31, I don't know, I, I, you know, who cares? Go on usdebtclock.org if you're interested, not that it matters, but um, we're in debt. So we have like 30-something trillion dollars in debt. You know you know what's odd about that? The government can throw money out the window. They can wad up their money and just toss it out the window. You know, you know what they do to the insurance companies? You have to be approved in each of the 50 states to do business in the states. You have to have reserves. So- you know, if you buy a stock and bond and you hold it with Anthony and he steals your money, you are covered by the Securities Insurance Protection Corporation. But if you lose 40% of your value because we have another 2008 or 22 is kind of, you know, kind of waking people up, you know, that, that that's the, you know, the risk you take, you're in a security. So if you're in a bank, you have one and a quarter percent coverage on your money and you played by the rules. If you are with an insurance company you have reserves to the money you put in. Nobody's ever lost a diamond insurance company. 
big insurance companies tend to buy up the literal ones if something you know starts getting stressed. But that money doesn't go away. We want to teach you about it. We talk about MIGAs and FIAs and SPIAs. We have all these acronyms, blah, blah, blah. When we sit with you, we're going to explain if that fits in with your plan and how. You know, we talk about long-term care insurance plan. We talk about a legacy slash inheritance plan. Is it more important for you to not spend your money, to keep that money intact and give it to your kids? Yeah, obviously, as soon as you die, they, they can't wait to get in the office with a death certificate and get out there and buy a Corvette. We've seen that one happen. And, and I'm just focusing on the negative. We've seen some where it's like a year later, we remind the kid, kid in their 70s, we remind the kid, you know, there's still money here. You need to bring in that death certificate. But in general, they're going to spend your money different than you would have. So act accordingly. Um, Boy, I'm really on a tear today. You know what I should switch to? Gas prices. How's that for a segue? I just drop my thought completely and go to gas prices. You know, we were talking about that, Anthony, yesterday with that couple. As of this morning, because I had to look it up, I thought we were number four. We are number three. So we're doing well. The only state in the nation that is paying higher gas prices than us is Hawaii and California. So good job. And what I heard this morning on gas prices, it's going to get worse. They said that we are in the middle of beginning the, the we're in the middle of beginning is I believe the way they put it the middle of the beginning of the summer blend coming in they also addressed it by saying we have some refinery maintenance issues what the hell does that mean why don't you why don't you maintain the refineries during the winter so I don't have to worry about the summer blend and your your maintenance hitting up against the same time but you know here's me trying to be using reason and logic again all right so you know what the answer to that is? Keep your tank full at all times. Because then if the price goes up tomorrow and you filled it today, you're good to go. You know, it's beating inflation. You know what the other thing is? When the you-know-what hits the fan, I'd rather you not have to scramble and stay in line at the gas station. I was, you know, Anthony, you probably don't remember this. It was years and years ago. The Kinder Morgan pipeline, I think it was between Phoenix and Tucson, had a problem. And it was so funny. I, as an insomniac, actually went to get gas at like three or four in the morning because I heard this. This is before I used to keep my tank full all the time. I didn't, you know, get gas when it's like, oh shit, shoot, sorry. And so I'm like, I got to go get gas. Well, that Kinder Morgan thing, I was like, oh, oh, they they showed a gas station and they changed the gas from whatever it was, like 89 cents or 99 cents to like $5. I was like, oh, so I I went out with my little gas can. First got my license. I think that happened like I had just turned 16 and I had my Jeep. So like 15 miles to the gallon, probably less. And I was a poor high school student. And yeah, I was like, oh, oh, crap. I remember that was that made a very big impact on me. Really? So that's that's good that you have that memory, because guess what? We haven't had that disruption since then. And you know what? If it happens, oh, I mean, everything is on edge. You know, did you see Chicago last weekend? Hundreds of young people. They're calling it a wilding. They use their $1,000 cell phones, these poor impoverished kids that have no opportunities. They jump on their $1,000 cell phone and set down their Starbucks drink and they, they get down and make a ruckus. It's like, what if that comes to every city? So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, prepare, you know, be prepared, not scared, be proactive, not reactive. I guess it's the same old story. So while we have a little more time, I would like to switch gears and bring up another thing. That just, I just heard about it for the first time this week. You know, again, I mean, I, I, he's probably getting tired of hearing this. Michael C. sent us a video clip. 
it was Candace Owens, I believe was the narrator or the whatever. So, and it's called cybernetic catfish. And what it is, is, you know, all the big, the big controversy right now on artificial intelligence, Elon Musk, who is actually slightly smarter than some of us. Elon Musk is saying, pause, stop. We are, we are programming these machines and they're going to be smarter than us and they can, this could backfire. And I'm like, yeah, good night. I can't worry about any more than I'm already worried about. Luckily, I have the capacity to add one more thing at any given time. So anyway, so this artificial intelligence, which is already becoming quite the hot button, apparently, if they do the cybernetic catfish, they take clips of your voice from Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever, wherever they can find your voice, and they they can put it into the system and it it adopts your voice and how you would sound. And this clip showed a mother who got a phone call from her daughter and the daughter's like crying, you know, and and it's it's not her. But it's it's artificial intelligence like it is her calling the mom and basically saying she's been kidnapped. And I watched the video and at first I'm like, "Oh, for Pete's sake." I, you know what? I will worry about one thing at a time. I keep trying to keep myself calm, which is harder and harder to do because this stuff's coming at us so fast. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. This is actually terrifying. You know, reach out to us and we'll send you the clip if you want, you know, or just, just research, do a little internet search. You know, don't use Google. My gosh, that's the forefront of artificial intelligence. At least get yourself on a VPN you know, go to DuckDuckGo, get away from Google for Pete's sake, but look up, look up Candace Owens and cybernetic catfish and see if you're not like, oh, wow. And you know, Anthony, you and I are financial advisors. We've dealt with artificial intelligence for a long time. You know, I've been sounding the alarm for over, I don't know, probably 12, 14 years. You know why we don't have a chance to be stock, you know, pickers? Because of artificial intelligence, there's something called high speed trading computers that that have they go into a stock and they buy millions of shares and it's in a fraction of a second. If it goes down, it hangs on another fraction of a second. If it goes up, they sell. So these things and they it's repeating. It's just it keeps going. We don't have a chance against that. We didn't have a chance anyway. I mean, if you look back at the Arthur Anderson accounting practice scandal. You know, if you look at all the different influences on stocks, you know, we'd have to research their K1s and all this stuff, the K10s, I don't know what they are. If you really try to be an informed investor, you realize you really can't. It gets so thick and heavy on the research end. And then you realize they're cooking the books anyway. (laughs) So even the information you get is probably going to be flawed. So good luck to you. Anyway, so AI, that's another thing to worry about. Is this, you know what, Anthony, you're going to, I know you're going to later on, you're going to be like, this was such a horrible show because you never stayed focused. You just kept throwing stuff out there. So let me get it financial for a minute because I don't know how much time we have left. So let me do something to save myself so I don't have to hear from you later. We do traditional financial planning in the office, which you can reach us at 623-523-0444. We will go to you if we if we need to. We need a little lead time. If you're in Snowflake, Heber, Overgard, Sholo, that area. That's our favorite place to go see people. It's not fair to ask them to come into Sun City. So we go to them, but that's our favorite place because it's getting us out of town for the day. So keep us in mind. We'll come to you if we need to. Um, When we talk to people about traditional financial planning, this is a good time to do it because people just pay their taxes. You know, people are still kind of thinking about required minimum distribution. The big thing that comes up a lot because it's a changing landscape 
when should I take Social Security? And I had said to people years and years ago, some of it is fine tuning. Do you have other resources? If you need the money, you have to take the money. So that's different. The people that it's optional whether or not they should take it, we used to fine tune it by by talking. What's your family history? If every single person in your family died in their early 60s, yeah, maybe grab it at 62. If everybody died in their late 90s, go slow. Let's talk further. Do you smoke? Are you obese? What meds are you on? That's all important for Social Security. But you know what wasn't important? It's broke. So I don't know, about a decade, 12, 14 years ago, I started telling people, this is not going to go well. This is eventually going to end up, and I know it's politically unpopular, it's going to end up with a three-prong approach. And Anthony, you heard this even before you came to the office. You know, this is not new to me. I was like, they're going to raise the age. You know, we're all in this together. We're living longer. You know, when it started, people died in their 50s and 60s. So they're going to raise the age. It'll either be 70 or 75 across the board before you can start before you can draw. And then that's not gonna be enough. So the second prong approach is you are going to, sorry, younger workers, Anthony, Jim, I feel bad for you. Collateral damage to what's coming. You are going to have to pay more into it right now. I believe it's like six and a half percent. Well, welcome to about 12% or whatever. And those two features will start saving the program, but it's still not going to be quite enough. So prong three, I'm sorry. I've been in Sun City for over a quarter of a century. I do have clients on a, on a true fixed income. They, they are, you know, week to week. Sometimes some of it gets sad where they literally have to make a decision between food and meds and we're going to lower the benefit. You know, Anthony, you brought up a few weeks back. They're going to drop it by 23%. Yeah, that's what they're saying now. We'll see. But what is, what is your take? You've always said that it's better to draw it sooner than later anyway. Why, why do you well, say I think that? Just from a, a money standpoint, cause you'll, you'll get that cheat, you know, if you're 61 and you're coming up on 62 and they're going to say, yeah, this is your value at 62. Or if you wait till 70, you can make significantly more, which makes sense. Um, what people don't seem to take into account though is, yeah, it might be a significantly higher payment, but you have to make up for eight years of not taking that money on 62. Um, and I've run the numbers a few times. And I always run it based on what they're actually projecting on those forms. Um, but if I remember correctly, it was like eight or nine, maybe 10 years was that break even. So that means at 70, even though you're making significantly more than you would at 62, you're still not going to make more money until age, what, 78, 79, 80. And what's the expected timeline right now for the average human is what, 76? And in fact, we made jokes about that too, because you don't have to worry about your uh, money lasting you much longer because the uh, universal American, you know, what we're expecting that mortuary table is we're actually dropping after COVID the last couple of years. So good work, COVID. As long. So yeah. So good congratulations. Work, you might have enough money to retire now because you'll die sooner. So by the way, right? new virus. New virus, I'm sure you're hearing. Mar what is it? Yeah. Marburg? Marburg's oh, gonna one? Yeah, Marburg virus. That's gonna, you know, that, that'll be coming soon. Whenever they give you the name up front, you know that everybody's working on it behind the scenes. So I thought you said Marlboro at first. I was like, maybe that's how you fight it. The Marlboro with the Marlboro. We'll just bring By back the way, some you, Anthony, <laughs> do you have 10 cartons of cigarettes under your guest bedroom bed? You, you know, know, that's I another do. thing. You know, you, you gotta have cartons of smokes. You need you need to be able to barter. I've always been telling people have hard assets. And, you know, 
by the way, I just took it back from you. That's so funny. I want your financial yeah, hold on. Let me finish my chill. thought too. You're doing what I do to you all the time. So, <laughs> true. so the moral of this story is, is yes, you make more money the longer you wait, but where is that break even? And again, when you get to a certain age, most of your money just goes to the doctors anyway. It's like, wouldn't you want to retire sooner and be able to enjoy it? And let me say this too, because some people at age 62 work a W-2 job. You can't afford to retire. And if you can't afford to retire, you're probably going to make more than the social security limits, which I think is about 17,000. So this doesn't always apply to everybody. If we can make it apply, we love that, especially small business owners. When we talk to small business owners, we work with their tax people. If you can find a way to keep your actual income under that limits and double dip, we love seeing people double dip. We also bring up quite a bit, most people don't know, is if you are divorced, but you are with your spouse for over 10 years and say you've got a, a really minimum social security, well, if half of your ex-spouses is more than what you get, you can bump that up too. So we've got all kinds of strategic planning. If you're in that realm of thinking whether or not you should turn on social security, reach out to us. And it does look like that is it for today's show, JR's angry episode, as he calls it. So we want more time, Jim. Give us another <laughs> half an hour. So if you like what you heard, you have questions on any of the topics we talked a bit today, or you want to sit down to review your personal situation, you can reach out to us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. Find us on the web at anothermoneyshow.com. You can listen to past episodes of Another Money Show wherever you like, subscribe to podcasts, find us on YouTube. Uh, remember, there are no minimums. There's no cost for appointments. There's nothing to lose by getting a second opinion on your financial situation. So till then, we will see you again next Saturday at noon right here on 960 The Patriot. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor. BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. With soaring inflation continuing to wreak havoc on everyday budgets, there's never been a more important time to cut costs. But do you know where to begin? I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. There's no question, costs have been soaring. About one-third, 34%, say they are worse off financially this year than a year ago. Almost half, 46%, say they've had to cut household spending due to inflation. CNBC correspondent Sharon Epperson recently reported on a survey that sheds more light on how inflation has been impacting us all, even those who earn six figures a year. These high earners say the first expenses to go are dining out at restaurants, entertainment outside the home, and travel and vacations. More than half also say they'll delay big household purchases. That high inflation has led the Federal Reserve to respond with interest rate hikes. The goal is to increase costs to tamp down demand. Esther George is president of the Kansas City Fed. Already we've seen the committee's policy actions lead to a very sharp tightening of financial conditions. But it hasn't done enough yet, and costs still keep rising. So what should you do? 
well, we have a free resource called 23 Retirement Cost Cutters for 2023. It's full of ideas to help you make the most of every penny. Things like take advantage of senior discounts, eliminate unnecessary subscriptions, and cut back on clothing expenses. Look at your needs and wants, figure out what's optional and what you can cut out. The last one on the list of 23 retirement cost cutters for 2023 is perhaps the most important. Seek advice from a trusted financial professional. That's the best way to get in-depth financial advice and retirement planning that's customized to you and your goals. Just make sure whoever you consult for financial advice has years of experience and credibility you can verify. So, do you know the best way to cut costs in 2023? That's a key question to consider as our budgets get stretched to the max. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure.